we're just like half of this is just wanting to talk about shit we like <laughs> let's let's talk about fangirl crap so all right fangirl's guide to the internet today we here don't have a lot of rules about anything we do have all the warnings though um lots of language spoilers for everything and for a whole lot of nonsense and tangents and uh, hopefully good times end up watching stuff because the internet tells you so or like someone on the internet tells you so but you did see sort of a mass move to Tumblr and we are all the way up to 50 million tweets sent per day but like about eight times we don't have math degrees we don't have math degrees right wine for dinner (laughs) get to see like the best sound bites from the cast and like crew (laughs) the worst so can I ask what are you watching this week hey how are you I'm still pregnant (laughs) That is, that is, well, good, but also <laughs> not. Is that, yeah, yes. thinking about that? That's exactly how we feel. Well, I'm not. That's good. <laughs> it is that, yeah, I'd have some serious explaining to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So today, uh, sorry, I almost didn't make it back. FYI, like, my drive, I mean, it's a Saturday and I still went to work. My drive is just turning into like an ongoing horror show of road construction. Like it's oh. 13 miles and there are four separate construction zones and a conked out semi-truck. Oh, good it, times. Yeah, it was really not okay. And it's a Saturday. Like, come on, people. Yeah. So I'm the, they're building up this gigantic bridge that's like terrifyingly tall that I'm going to have to drive over to go to work. And... Uh, it's fun to watch because I'm kind of a nerd about infrastructure. <laughs> so I like watching it being built, but it's really been messing up my my commute. Good uh, times. Good times. Good times. And all right. So today we are doing Law and Order. Law and Order. And but but first. What are you watching now? What am I watching now? See, I'm going to fail at this. Um, I'm still watching Dead Wind. We finished Mrs. Maisel, and I'm I'm in love with that one too. I'm I'm looking forward to the next season. I hope they don't kind of ruin the sparkle of it. Um, and in terms of newish stuff, I'm just I'm watching internet stuff. So <laughs> this week I will be watching the World Equestrian Games are on. This is not a fangirl thing. This is a sports thing, but it's, <laughs> it's my only sports. And I'm I'm allowed to watch it in like a sports way because I actually know people who are participating in it and uh, my childhood friends are in it so I'm super excited about that but um it also leads me to the point of like existential fan stuff I kind of believe that you either are or you aren't a fan type of person who gets really excited about this stuff right um any good example of that I think it's genetic because my mother (laughs) is the biggest fangirl of equestrian sports and she hasn't like ridden a horse in her life but all right she's like levels above like she like takes notes she like has scorecards she will get up she has uh, streaming subscriptions and she doesn't want to watch replays she will get up at like four in the morning to watch like live from switzerland if, if some Spanish dedication oh my god and she's she does that she does figure skating in the same way like she'd be like oh i was up at you know, at 5 a.m. I have to be watching Tokyo. (laughs) Okay. But like she, she's always been a little bit like that books and TV, you know, like, so we kind of could get along in that way, but then some people just aren't, 
like like Kate's just not really yeah. a, a fangirl. She'll watch TV and enjoy it, but like then it's over, it's over. She does not feel the need to go and look anything up. Right. You just have to kind of find peace with that. And if you are the fangirl type, then you know what? Go for it. If it's making right. you happy, go for it. And I think that's it. the point of this podcast. Um, so I'm watching that. And then the other, other thing I was watching last week is that I know you're sick of this, but there was new con videos from Dragon Con. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but here we go. So Lost Girl was there. I saw like two of them. They were just kind of a lovely mess. Like the one that they really broadcast, they like went through a bottle of whiskey and some vodka. Like, cause their show's been over. They're pretty much like, they can do what they want. Right. Um, yeah. Everybody was there, like everybody. Jay Farson was there, um, which was cool to see. You always get a different perspective on some of the questions if, if one of the creators is there. Um, but really, the gem of the weekend was that they had Warehouse 13 panels every day. Right. And they had, um, uh, the and, and amazingly, the actual core cast showed up. So um, uh, both Joanne and Eddie were, was there, and then Jamie Murray was there. And I'm sure she was doing another show as well who knows she's she does everything but um what was crazy was the first day it was eddie and jamie and not joanne and i almost didn't make it through watching because eddie's funny but oh my god he's too much and there's just only so many dick jokes you know that you can watch then the next day he wasn't there but joanne was so it was just the women and it was like it was like the most amazing like calmly discussed and well thought out like discussion on feminism and media that <laughs> you would just not have thought that these were about the same show at all. Um, go watch that one. Like, and, and so when I was looking at the two day in and day out, it was like, this is the most ringing endorsement for women's education, like for oh, like, women's education. Yeah. For, for like women's colleges still existing. Cause you just looked at this type of discussions that you can't, could have, or the, the amount of speaking that Jamie could do between sitting next to Eddie and sitting next to Joanne. And it, yeah. it was, it was insane. And those two women are, are so smart and so thoughtful, but you wouldn't get it in a larger group. You wouldn't, they wouldn't have time to speak that way. Um, and they, you know, they were cute and really that at all ended up being about, you know, bearing wells and what they did or what, you know, how they actually felt about it. If you're a fan of that, it's probably worth watching. It's interesting to see kind of after all these years. Um, I guess wow. uh, Joanne's writing her own show now, which should be really cool. I hope she gets to make it. I, would I was just get, I was getting bombarded with Dragon Con stuff. <laughs> Between you and the fact that like two thirds of my friend group lives in Georgia. Oh, well, you're going to get it then. I was just like picking. And they were like stuff. all there. Yeah. So, no. so, yeah. I was just watching those little things I could find popping up on the internet. And and then the last day they had um, all three of them were there. So then yeah. it was like a mix between the two. And it, it kind of consisted of like a question getting asked to one of the women because they got most of the questions. And then them starting to answer, Eddie cutting them off and Joanne yelling, Eddie, shut up and sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like she was his mom and he was better, but it needed both women to like keep him in line. Right. He's funny and a nice enough guy. I'm not ragging on him. And and those sort of things, like they are for crazy entertainment purposes. And some of the fans really do want to see that nonsense. Um, but just coming from where I'm coming from that day with just the two women was like freaking amazing. Uh, anyway, made me a fan again, but all right. So that's, that's my, what am I watching? Sorry. I don't have like a, a real show wreck, but. I, I'm going to fail at this too. Uh, I've been watching the great British bake off. <laughs> um, 
I just don't, I don't have the bandwidth right now for anything. I really want to get to season two of Ozark, which is not a show I feel fanish about, but it's just like a good watch. Um, I don't think you'd like it. He's <laughs> um, too violent for you. I need like another light show because I, we're in a family show holding. I need one. So. Okay. You guys should just watch the great British bake off. Is it that Netflixy Hulu? Yeah, there are five seasons on Netflix. Okay, I'll I'll see. I'll it see. is so delightful. I feel like I've seen an episode or two on an airplane. It's just, it's there was a funny BuzzFeed post like last week I think about how Bake Off would be different if if it were an American show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's just you like you like all the contestants just genuinely, you know, like you don't you're not rooting for anyone to lose. Um, but my biggest. Uh, My biggest annoyance, I guess, right now is that I started the new season um, or the new to us season where um, so the the thing with Bake Off was it was a BBC One show, but then uh, Channel 4 got it last year. And when Channel 4 got it, um, the two of the hosts, so Sue and Mel didn't come back and then Mary Berry, one of the judges, didn't come back and everyone's just it's kind of an uproar because they're part of the charm Uh, yeah um so i was watching the first channel four season and dan happened to like walk in the room so now i have to watch it with him we have to watch it as a family i can't just (laughs) binge watch it i'm really annoyed about that well you know we've been talking about doing what we could do is we might watch the new star trek in real time together right yeah and we'll see if it makes it to a podcast but We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. So that's what I'm watching. Um, Things I'm planning to get to Ozark. Um, I think I'll probably get to Winona Earp as well. So yeah, yeah. I think you kind of have to. But let's talk about Law and Order. Let's talk about Law and Order. We're feeling we're feeling brave, and I think we 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 made a smart choice to limit ourselves to picking. I don't know if I want to call it our favorite episode, but the first episode that came to mind that would be a good jumping off point. Right. And I just have to say that I, we have to put this on record that out of, I mean, how many seasons between SVU and law and order and criminal intent and do we call, do, do we call uh, CSIs? They're different, right? They're not the same universe. Anyway. No, they're not the same universe. Anyway, so out of all of those, we <laughs> both said the exact same fucking one the first time. Yeah. Okay, like, what are the, I mean, I know what the chances are, and I know why, but what the fuck, man? For real. There I want so. 400. I looked this shit up. There's 468 <laughs> episodes of just the mothership. Yeah. The same one. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not doing the same one. I very maturely picked another one. Yep. I so. very immaturely <laughs> said you pick another one. You know, we should have just made it that neither of us could have done that one, but. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, you know what? Because of that, you can go first then. Okay, so my episode, or the episode we fought over. Yes. <laughs> was Guilt, uh, which aired in 2002. And the, the reason for me that, uh, that I picked this is because it's the first episode Elizabeth Donnelly appears in as Bureau Chief. Yes, thank God. Uh, Thank God. But, and it's also a really good Alex episode. Um, it is. It's a good, it's a good all the women episode, really. It I think is, yeah. A lot of it. 
So the basic premise is that they're trying a child molester. Um, they get one witness and then a couple of other witnesses come forward. Um, but so they're like star witness uh, tries to commit suicide, fails, but ends up in the hospital, unable to testify, uh, but has some sort of evidence for which they don't have enough probable cause to get a warrant. So Alex just lies. Um, <laughs> just basically is like, tells Elliot and Olivia, meet me, meet me at this kid's house. I have the warrant, but she never shows them the warrant, which, you know. But I mean, really, like, what is her game plan? I mean, you know, it's going to go horribly, but I guess that's the point. Yeah. You, well, that's it. it. You know, since we've both been to law school, <laughs> like we're, we can be like, that was a stupid idea in the long run. Um, but it makes great TV. So it does make great TV because you can tell uh, the way Stephanie March portrays it, you know, Alex is really, she's grappling with the ethics of this decision. She knows it's the wrong thing to do for the right purpose. Right. So, um, yeah, so basically everybody's pissed at Alex, but the episode ends with her getting called into Donnelly's office and uh, getting royally, basically getting her ass handed to her. Yeah. Right after she's got her ass handed to her by Elliot and Olivia. But doesn't, does it actually work? I can't remember how, because like, I, don't, I don't remember like actual plot. Um, does she win this one? I don't remember. I think I think she does, but for all of the wrong reasons. Wrong reasons. Yeah. Because it's like, did it help, you know? And and well, yeah. she wins it, but you're like, come on, that shit's gonna get thrown out on appeal appeal. Yeah. And like wow. her her whole ethics are screwed and, and she's like yeah. it kind of looks like she's alienated everybody because Yeah. Like, and so then she she gets called into her boss's office. And this is like Liz is a big deal, okay? We haven't had women bureau chiefs um and in this episode we've got alex we've got olivia we've got liz we've got judge petrosky so we've got four like really strong women yeah Um, and liz essentially gives her a one month suspension she got off light man she got off super light because it's her girlfriend (laughs) of course yeah right i mean okay here's the thing i was always an alex olivia shipper like i was there for that shit um but as soon as I saw Liz, I was like, hello, hello world of... Well, you got to dare to be different, man. I mean, everybody, everybody on the internet was there for, for Alex and Olivia. I mean, damn. Yeah. Um, except for those that were there for, you know, Elliot and Olivia. And oh, I mean the internet and I mean the queer internet. <laughs> the, the ship wars that ensued. Plus, plus Liz, Alex was just a really good way to extract myself it's true because those ship wars were nasty. Those were some of the original epically like hurtful ones. Yeah. Those were just, it was just ridiculous. So and there's just the sexual tension between Alex and Olivia is there. I, I think if you fail to acknowledge that, it, um, and I can acknowledge that the sexual tension between Elliot and Olivia is there. Um, but it's like just in the modern possible. era, it would be an actual chance that that might be a love triangle. Yeah. Yeah. So, but there is that, there's just that room. Yes, Liz is pissed at Alex. Thank you, Gizmo. (laughs) Yes, Liz is pissed at Alex, but there's something more there. Like there's just, it's just crackling with, with energy. And and it's like, or it's almost like a, you know, because at that time, God, sometimes even now, there's not that many women in those positions. And so you're kind of harder 
there's, there's an element of being harder on another woman when they fuck it up because it's like, it's like the minority thing where if you're part of the minority and then you see someone do something bad, like this reflects right. really on us, you know, and you, you can read it that way as well. And maybe that's what she was playing it a little bit is you've, you've, you've reflected poorly on women in this profession. Well, exactly. And to now that, I mean, Judith Light has shown up on the show a lot. Um, and, you know, she goes through the Casey era. She shows up later. Um, and we know that she had that whole shit show of a case where she let uh, let someone get away. Right. Um, so, you know, she's sort of feeling it like Alex as her younger self, maybe. But honestly, really, you know, she's saying you've got this one month suspension and you better be waiting for me when I get home to get <laughs> out of you. <laughs> well, you know, there's, you can read it there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> the episode that launched a thousand ships, as we say, uh, uh, the episode that launched thousands of words, <laughs> thousands. It's true. Uh, so. the internet. And at that point, like we're in, there's no Twitter or anything like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's 2002. I mean, it, net. all that is still like, we're still doing message boards and live journal. Yeah. And you definitely can't go on there and like, and like try and get anything out of the casting crew. There's no way to contact anybody. No. And like, we didn't get sort of any like acknowledgement from Stephanie March until later. Um, Cause Stephanie March was kind of always like, yeah, Alex Olivia, that's cool. I can get into that. Um, yeah, like once once she had a what she to me is a little bit like the um the aftermath of Bearing Wells, you know, where they're kind of riding right. it a little bit. Cause she didn't do a whole lot after this. Yeah. And and so her fame is kind of like when she comes back to the show in the current era. And then she always just plays up like, Oh, here I am with here's, you know, Cabot and Benson back together. Ha ha, you know. Right. Which whatever, I'm fine with that. Um but so yeah, this is this is the episode where we first get Liz. That's why it's my pick. Um, and two, just this is also still the era of oh my god, there's another woman on the show. Yes, <laughs> so yes. there can be another pairing now. And like Alex is always portrayed a bit as a hard ass, but not as much as some. But so when she's just losing it and she comes into to. to talk to Elliot and live or no, it's Craig and she gets into it Craig and he's yeah. telling her something and she's just yelling, I don't work for you. Yeah. And you're just like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you get her in the office with Liz and it's like, Oh, like you work for me mm-hmm. <laughs> in more ways than one. That's right. Oh, and, good times. Right. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was, I think a more, interesting pairing dynamic ultimately than Alex and Olivia. Um, I mean, it gets away from blonde and brunette. <laughs> right. True. Um, but it's also, I mean, I think it's almost even more dangerous, you know, it, because this is your boss and then right. again, a judge later. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I love it. And that's why we both picked it. Yeah, exactly. So guilt, that's, that's, Pretty, pretty quintessential SVU viewing. It is. No matter who you were into, that was, that was a favorite. That's yeah. up there. Like the, the it's a radio, good episode. Good episode. I mean, like the, um, what the other big ones are like ghost and. Lost and ghost are the, you know, the two big AO ones. 
yeah. But it was, I mean, too, this is kind of the era where SVU was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was definitely kind of the, I mean, the Alex years for most people were the most memorable. It was, was good and it was ubiquitous. I mean, it was always on USA. Yeah, it was all like hours and then they have marathons like all weekend and like yeah. you could just watch like rape and murder like all weekend. Yeah. And this was before, you know, investigation discovery channel. So yeah. We had to, we had to do. <laughs> I mean, when we get to, you know, getting into mine, like it's exactly that idea. All of these were just there on everywhere in the world all the time. Yes. And Which- I think that that's a go. We should get into yours. Oh, should we? Should we really? We should. We both picked like really heavy. I mean, there wasn't like any non-heavy episodes really because they're like horrific murders and rapes. Right. (laughs) When I went back to this, I actually couldn't find it streaming. And so I like went through the internet and I got too cheap to pay like a buck 99. So I found like an episode guide and script. So like I read it. Um, and I was like, damn, this was actually really cold. This one, yes. like on all sides. So I, I went to the original series to the mothership and I'm going to do teenage wasteland, Hardcore. which was uh, circa 2001. So actually we're kind of in the same time frame. So like same, same deal. No Twitter, this one, not even any Facebook. Facebook's not even until like 2004, the very earliest. I mean, what is this? Like, what, like janky MySpace, maybe? Live Journal? Live Journal, still. If you were really talking about SVU, you were on uh, svufic.net, svufanfic.net. I mean, you well, but this board. is original series, so. Well, I but even original series. I mean, yeah. there are boards for those, so. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but still the same thing where you're not in touch with anybody who has anything to do with this. You're just at home watching and then like gossiping. You're not tweeting Dick Wolf. Yeah, no, you, you can just be like, what the fuck was that? But like, you, you're not going to get any kind of answers, um, which was kind of like, it was fun in a way because you really could just make it up. But it also led to people being more vicious with each other a little bit. Yes. Because you couldn't take it out on somebody. But anyway, anyway. Um, so this is in the Abby Carmichael era, which in my opinion, might've been the most, some of the most Spanish years of this show. Um, I will say, I don't think original Law and Order ever made it to the level that SBU was online. Cause you barely uh, ever have two women talking to each other. No, you really don't. And that's why I chose this one. And I'm not going to say that this made it to, to a big ship either, but it narratively, it was really, really nice. So this is a very, there's a narrow point in time in this show where you do have two two women in it i mean aside from um from anita who's there the whole time but on the top side which is her her and sam oh my god they did like 460 fucking episodes of this thing and then sam's still working (laughs) of all the people who like really deserve to not continue to work but i mean grace and frankie's lovely so i I get it. I'm sure that was the sort of thing where he got given that script. It was like, oh, I have to, you know. Focus. I can't. I can't. I can't focus. You can't. Focus. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so I mean, the the point of I feel like the original series was more formulaic in a way because you just you had mostly all the guys, and then who had a lot of speaking roles, and then there was always there was this revolving door, this litany of like unbelievably beautiful assistant ADAs for, for Jack McCoy. Right. And it was just like predictable, you know, but they were in their way. Each actress really was quite good. You know, it was kind of a demanding role because you had to 
most of them, you had to kind of be the softer side of Jack. Right. And, you know, I don't even know who, there's not also not a lot of, there's not a lot of character development in the way that I think SVU let you get into their lives a little bit more. Yeah. This was just really about the crime and the, you know, which is why you could do it for 20 years. Not saying anything bad about it, that's just where we're at. And so it is kind of interesting that it really was both of these a big internet thing. So people were making up so much about it because you never saw it on the screen. Right. And it was everywhere and everywhere in the world. So it was just like in the consciousness of people who liked TV, you know? Yeah. Um, you couldn't help it. Anyways, so this is an Abby episode. It's her like a year and a half in. And in my head, I don't feel like Angie Harmon was on this show very long. But when I looked into it, she actually was. They just do a whole lot of episodes every year. Um, she's like the, has like the third or fourth most episodes of the ADAs, which to me was surprising, but whatever. Um, and she shows up on that first season of SVU. And she's on the SVU as well. So she, she did quite a bit. And it really was her, it wasn't her first TV role. She was on Paywatch Nights. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was her real breakout role that was really mainstream. Um, and I think it's, it's good to note she's 26 when she starts this. She is so young. Yeah. Um, but they kind of, I don't want to say made it easy, but they wrote it for her very clearly. They make the character from Dallas, you know, and she's conservative to, she, she kind of is the flip side of some of these other assistant ADAs where she's kind of the hard ass and not to say that Jack is like a bleeding heart liberal, but she kind of makes him look like it. Yeah. So they give her a lot of characteristics that as we get to know Angie later in the internet era are true to her. Right. Um, but anyways, so the, you know, and the rest of the women, you do have women, but they're in like girl roles. They're like, a psychologist, they're the medical examiner, and then obviously they're this the second chair lawyer. There's a couple judges, but not not as many as in SVU. Did, did Tamara Tooney show up on the mothership? Was she originally from the mothership, or was she just SVU? Who now? Tamara Tooney. I don't know. I didn't look that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Google the that. examiner. She was hot too. Oh, <laughs> they only had they their their Emmy has almost as many episodes as like Sam. Watterson does. So I'm not okay. sure that they switched those out too much. Yeah, I don't think they did. Okay, sorry. Continue. Oh, because I'm so offended by that. Come on. <laughs> but no, she has. Okay, so so Abby's on there for over 70 episodes. To me, that feels like a lot, but I guess not. Um, she, she's after Claire. And okay, now my history's going to be wrong. Was Claire the one who died? I don't remember. <laughs> the one, there was only one in, in, until the point where I stopped kind of being super involved in this who actually dated Jack for real, like that we knew about it. Yeah. And then she dies. And I think that's Claire. Okay. He's all heartbroken. And then like Abby comes in and she's like this Southern, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and then, cause they kind of Claire and Jamie Ross, those two. And I don't remember which one it is that's that. And then she gets followed by Serena Sutherland, which dear God, I, I really am debating whether or not to go into that um, in this one. <laughs> Serena's the lesbian. Out of nowhere in the last episode. And okay, we're doing it. All right, I'm scrolling. Am I getting fired because I'm a lesbian? Yes. What? Yeah. So, so she, and she also, P.S., she has the most episodes of any of the assistant ADAs. So yeah. she's been on there for a very long time. And yeah. she, people like her, but she's not like, Abby kind of is internet sparkly. And I think that's, it's Angie, you know, and she ends up more on the internet and people caring and writing stuff and, 
putting her over with Olivia, you know, and Alex and stuff. Um, but Serena's just a mainstay. She, she's, she's there a long time. And then the very last episode, she gets called in. She's getting fired because they don't normally kill people. They normally fire them or move them on. So right. they back. And she just, she just gets fired. And she asks, is it because I'm a lesbian? And then that's like, he says, <laughs> no. And that's the last word. That's it. And that's the last word out of her mouth. And from, I mean, she, she was, that wasn't in the cards. Who the fuck knows what that was? Like she was, she just got, from what I understand, the actress, Elizabeth just got called in. I was like, so do you want to be memorable? You know, and he quit the show and seriously, she's like, um, okay. (laughs) So there's no, there's no backstory. There's not that she's been playing this. Right. And like, what the fuck was that? You know? And, and it's like the most underhanded barrier gaze ever. They're just gone. Yeah. Uh, before you even knew they were there, it was, that was weak tea. I'm still a little bit like the fuck, just don't even. And also that that's a thing that you would get fired for is super obnoxious when that was never obviously any part of anything she did. Right. Cause it couldn't have been. And this isn't. No. And also she's after Abby, she's the longest running assistant ADA. It's not the mid nineties anymore, you know? Yeah. She's what is she like two thousand she would have left that show in like two thousand and like eight or something? You know something like that. What the fuck? I mean, if we had had Twitter, (laughs) we had had Twitter back in the day, can you even imagine what would have been yelled at the producers of this thing? I know. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Anyway, Teenage Wasteland. Teenage Wasteland. Because actually what I have to say about the actual episode is not as long as the rest of this. So I think we're we're doing well. Um, because it's a real depressing synopsis. So the the, you know, there's basically a group of, you know, irresponsible white teenagers hanging out in the city and they get bored and decide to order food. And then they kill the delivery man when he gets there. And in particular, it's this one kid who kind of the rest of them are going along with it, but a little horrified by it, but trying to cover it up. But basically you're, you're left with the idea that there's this child sociopath. I mean, he's like right. a teenager. He's not young, young. He's maybe 17, I want to say. And but the crime is just horrific. And like he, they find out, you know, that he has a history of violence and he's killed animals. And so like you you get the sense that this is a growing monster who's probably not going to stop here. Right. And so the the big debate, more than a crime work, cop work kind of debate here, it's a, it's a legal debate, which is kind of interesting for me anyways, about, you know, what the law allows and is this the time to ask for a change? And the change that that they're debating is that Abby feels really strongly that this should be a death penalty case. And Jack kind of doesn't, but he gets convinced. Like she's kind of on her own at the beginning and she's, it is that reverse feminism thing where she's being the hard ass and talking about killing a young person because she really believes that that's the correct punishment in this case, but she's the woman doing it, arguing with the men, you know? You know, it's like that hashtag feminism, I think. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but it's interesting. So she makes the argument. She convinces her colleagues and they they do end up asking for it. But the, the interesting part is that this isn't an, a narrow window um, where we have a, a female DA um, who is um, played by Diane West, who's fantastic. Yes. Um, Nora. Nora is the name of the character. And if you know Diane West and you know Angie Harmon, you can imagine just the difference in delivery of lines here. 
And the way she portrays Nora is very thoughtful, strong when she needs to be strong, but like calm, you know, really she's, there's this moment where Abby comes in and, and will appreciate this. Abby comes in and Nora's looking at a, a, you know, law book of some kind, you know, some of the reporters, the big old thick ones. Yeah. Abby's like, you know, you can get everything on Westlaw, right? And Nora said, well, you know, I, I do, but I like the books, you know, and it's the generational thing as well. And Abby's making her case for the death penalty and talking about how horrific this was. And, you know, I think it's something like he's 17 and Abby's most famous line is always, well, where I come from, where I come from in Texas, we would, they can kill kids as young as 17, I guess. And the law in, in New York is 18. And so she's kind of, Anyways, so they end up asking for a change in the law and um, they, in the you know, spoiler alert, they do get it. Abby does win out, but it's like this really sad victory. Right. And there's, there's a couple of moments between her and Nora that I guess I saw as shippy, but also as very an interest. You'd also, you never saw like female colleagues really thoughtfully talk to each other. Yeah. They're shippy though. They're shippy. They are. If you're, if you're into the age difference and the type difference, because it's not like Abby's totally cold hearted about this, but she just really feels like it's a justice thing. Yeah. And it's a rough one. It's a lot of the really good Abby cases are rough. Like the first one is like a child starvation, you know, yeah. <laughs> like they give her some tough stuff and she steps up and, and it's, so it's, so it's a good episode in because of all of that, because of the, you know, the, the two women in it. And I mean, for some reason, I haven't seen this thing in years and years. And it just stood out as like, oh, that's the one I'm going to do. You know, if I'm thinking about ones from that era. Um, it's, so, one, it's one of the so memorable. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's good. It's really rough. A lot of them are really rough, but like it's, it's worth picking back up for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. Um, and what's funny, I don't know. I was going through some of the notes, the production notes and things. It has the same director as actually some of the warehouse 13 stuff <laughs> like it, one of the pivotal episodes that's a a bearing wells one is has the same director as this and also worked on orange is the new black so it's kind of it's a guy i first thought that that was going to be a woman but it's not yeah um, so, i mean if you try hard enough <laughs> oh i know they're all connected they're right like i in law school this is here's my next tangent in law school my friends would play with you know, that game where like yeah. you have to say so-and-so is in a movie with, and they were just so good at it. Um, I failed entirely and ended up <laughs> drinking all of my beer first. Cause like, if you lost, you drank, right. right. Um, but I'm getting, I'm all my shows. I know, like I'm getting pretty good at that, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they are, they are, especially in this era. Like they're all, there's so many connections. Um, I, I loved Abby in general. I, I think it was really well done. It was, in, she was an interesting, one of the more memorable ADAs and she ends up because of this, Angie doesn't really know it yet, but she takes a bit of an internet fandom from here more than probably some of the other alums. Um, and then she, it's interesting to see her later playing more humorous characters because yeah. she kind of leaves and famously leaves. So like, I'm going to go do movies. And like, she, <laughs> she does some movies. She does. But, you know, not big blockbusters and ultimately comes back to, to as we know, do TV and Women's Murder Club and then Resilient Isles. And she's still, Abby and Jane look a lot alike, but but the writing just makes them so different that it's kind of fun, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I do think that this is where she started, you know, and, and really did help Resilient Isles keep, you know, be, be instantly popular because 
we should say, skipping ahead from these episodes, that all of Law & Order, probably starting with SVU, but, but incorporating everybody, was huge on Twitter at the inception of Twitter. Yes. Like, f- like funny stuff, like lots of fangirl stuff. And as all these producers showed up around 2010, like it was, it kind of reinvigorated this fandom. And yeah. And, and so it's, it's always been internet noteworthy as long as the internet's been around, but um, yeah. Well, are they still making SVU? Yeah. So, oh yeah. Oh my God. Who's even in that? Is any, any original character still in that? Marish is still there. Jesus Christ. Did she actually, cause she took a while where she was like there, but she was on screen. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I haven't watched SVU in. Oh They've got to be like episode 20 or something or season 20, right? I had something like that. Because Law and Order just quit in my head fairly recently. It's probably been forever because I'm old now, but like, and they were, they quit at 20. Well, and now they're doing Law and Order hate crimes. So oh, there's a new one. Oh God. We'll see how that goes. We'll see. How, maybe we'll watch it. Maybe we'll watch it and we'll do some things. We'll see. Maybe. Do <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else? I think that's it. Yeah, I think we did. You know what? I think. I think we managed to get to a lot of Law and Order with just two episodes. I agree. Oh my God, look at us. Because that's a collective like 40 seasons of stuff. And we fucking picked the same episode to start with. God. <laughs> oh, it's so bad, but it's so great. It is. We swear we're not actually dating. <laughs> Never have. Let's, no. just, let's just lay that out there. We just yeah. know a lot of the same internet crap. Yeah. <laughs> Friendship fate. Exactly. Um, what are we doing next? I don't know. Uh, it's a surprise. It's a surprise. I have yeah. some ideas. I'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. I don't know. Cause maybe I'm having a baby. That's next. true. So maybe I might, I might get a, get a guest host or maybe I'll just think up some really fantastic things for when you, when you need to come back. Yeah. I think you're definitely getting a guest host. So I'm so nervous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not serious. I don't know my shit. I think that's my thing. <laughs> well she'll school you oh i just want to sit here and she can just tell me things all right well it's it's a big secret so um we will we'll we'll do that but um we'll get on with our days and we'll chat later all right bye bye (laughs) 